Welcome to the K-pop cast. I'm your K-pop DJ, DJ Peter Lowe, and today I'm joined by Michaela. Welcome back from the K-pop cast at Hidden Dungeon. Yes, hello everybody. And this episode, we're joined by notable K-pop journalist and blogger Jacques from the Arcady Blog. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for having me. Yes, thank you so much, Jacques, for joining us and to provide your opinion and your thoughts on A Pink. Today we'll be talking about A Pink's "I'm So Sick," letting you know if this song is Daebak or not. But before we dive into that song, first let's do our hit replays. Hit replays are songs we recommend you listen on repeat throughout the week. So, Michaela, what's on your hit replay for this week? Well, my hit replay for this week is Yoon Mi Rae's "You and Me" featuring Juno Flow. I love Yumi Ray, and this is the sequel to her 2002 album Gemini, Gemini 2. And this song is just like the smooth, breezy summer jam, and the music video is like colorful and fun, and it's just so great to see this OG artist back again with a great pop for the summer. Jock, what's making you hit replay this week? Well, I've gone with don't know how to pronounce her name. It's either Gyeongri or Kyungri. Star Empire spell it about five different ways, but uh, she's from Nine Muses. <laughs> uh, Blue Moon. Yes. It's kind of like a, a sexy electronic type song, and it actually sounds really similar to uh, Charlie Puth's Attention. So. Ooh. I think they were actually ripping that off a bit, but it's gone for a completely different vibe. It, it, it's really sexy, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm just happy to see one of the smaller girl groups get a solo because mm-hmm. you know I've always been upset that Jaekyung from Rainbow never got a solo. Mm-hmm. So whenever I see these kind of like you know these smaller girl groups putting out solo records, I'm always really happy about it. <laughs> really good and it's a, a little bit more on the mature side I think um, yeah. as far as K-pop goes so I don't think it will get a lot of younger fans but I think people in their 20s and 30s will, will really like it yeah a- absolutely an emphasis on uh, sexy and uh, mature side like mainly I love the visuals of, of that com- of that single And my hit replay this week is Jessie's Down. In recent days, we've seen a lot of girl groups gunning for that sister summer slot, but Jessie's Down is a viable contender for the position with tropical-themed music and visuals. There's lots of booty, lots of boobs, <laughs> oh lots of uh, Jessie sucking on things. So be sure to watch the music video and the dance version. It's one to watch for both the track and uh, Jessie's assets. I won't let 
think she's in like a G string and then yep. mesh shorts yeah. and, and twerking into the camera, which I don't think, I think the last time I saw something that provocative was probably the Stella Marionette dance practice. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. I love it. It's definitely <laughs> pushing the ballot for K-pop. And I've, I've learned that uh, Jesse is also representing the home team, the Golden State Warriors. So mm. yes, thank you, Jesse, for for wearing that. That being said, moving on to our Daybok or Not for A-Pink's I'm So Sick. So A-Pink, to date, has been defined by Egyo and Innocent Charm. Since 2011, I would actually opine that they were the front runners of the genre. And I might even say that they were that G-Friend model before G-Friend blew up for their very similar concept. A-Pink is known for their tracks such as My My, No No No, Mr. Chu, Love, and Five. And I feel like A-Pink are known for their teenage girl group next door sort of look. Jacques, am I missing anything, you know, from your more super fan season perspective on who A-Pink is and what our listeners should take yes, away Yes, please from? educate us. Uh, yeah, well, I'm a Pink Panda and A-Pink stand from day one. <laughs> their first mini album, Seven Springs of A-Pink, was one of the first K-pop physical albums I ever bought and I loved it. And yeah, I think you're, you're right on the money. I mean, I would say they're the representative cute K-pop girl group of, of the last generation of K-pop. And they've really stuck with the one sound and the one concept, even as K-pop has changed over the years and gone through different phases. And they are one of the, the biggest girl groups out as well. I don't think people actually realize how big they are, but yeah, I think they've had one song that was a sort of a quote-unquote flop, which was only one. And that actually still kind of did well compared to a lot of you know other girl group sales. And I think they're in the top 10 for the most music program wins as well. So shout out to A-Pink. That's right. So <laughs> You know, if you haven't followed them, you've been living under a rock and they are essential in defining K-pop. When you think of all the different, you know, facets of what K-pop is, A-Pink is right up there. This latest comeback from them is a very strong concept change and they are known for that Aegyo concept. When you think of K-pop, A-Pink is right up there. But that being said, Aegyo only carries for so long. So it was nice to see them try something a bit different and a bit more quote unquote mature. I feel like what they have going only works for groups who play it safe with that cute concept. This is arguably the first concept change that we've seen from them in six years. So if you haven't seen the music video yet, how would you describe the music video itself? Basically, this whole concept is at a time where most people are going for this sort of summer vibe, but the mood of this MV is much darker and a very mature concept. The first major scene that we see is the girls entering a warehouse and they're going into these different colorful sets that represent each girl's own room. So we see Nan in a bedroom with TV and paintings, Toryong in a walk-in closet with a sofa and cake, Namju, of course, is in the kitchen, Hayoung is in what looks to be a garden with this treasure box of jewels, Bomi is in what looks like a living room surrounded by vinyls and instruments. And Unji is in the bathroom with a camera, maybe developing or destroying photos. 
This comeback was actually notable because of these two surprises. One, the girls definitely went for a more sexier, mature vibe as opposed to their usual more girly, feminine concepts that they've done before. And the second surprise is that more mature message. So the lyrics actually point to a girl who confesses how her feelings have changed. She's fallen out of love, but asks that boy or lover whom she's speaking to to bring that original charm. The overall like vibe and feeling I'm getting from those lyrics and the song itself has an element of melancholy on wanting that original love or recalling back to that original love. So, Michaela, Jack, what did you guys think of the concept? Oh my gosh, this was such a strong concept for them. I was so excited to see them really going forward with more of this mature femininity, whereas before they would be like very girly. And yeah. it's really good to see this, especially since they're celebrating their seventh anniversary this year. So I think the fact that they went all in on this more mature concept really sets them up for great evolution moving forward. Yeah, I find they look really mature, but it's uh, actually very glamorous and glitzy because they've got a lot of like sequins and kind of sparkly things on and they definitely look quite elegant. And, you know, the last time they kind of hinted at a more mature concept, they sort of went there a little bit with their song Only One, which was a little bit more mature, but it still had retained like a lot of their old kind of innocent style as well. Whereas this one, they've really gone all out and it's just really glamorous and, and in your face. And it really marks like a huge change. Like as soon as you see it, it's a bit like, oh, wow, is this a pink? Yeah. I, and I think that was a big reaction that us and really the K-pop community had as a whole. It was like, wow. And that's like, not to say that they haven't sort of just by the sort of the fashion yeah. sense gone with this more glamorous look. Yeah. Like because in LUVE, the clothes that they were wearing were like very like mature, glamorous style. But LUVE is not really a song that I would consider a, a more mature concept. It's still very cutesy, still very fun and bubbly. I yeah. I thought it was funny that just watching them react to food, like, here's a cake. You can't eat it. You just have to play with it. Here's a big pile of fries. I'm going to pour ketchup on it. Like, I don't know. I, I, I want to see girls actually eating the food when they have it. Like there, rather than just like, I don't know. They must have had really bad food envy. Just like, here's delicious food that we can't eat to maintain our like godlike K-pop bodies. I don't know how long those chips would have stayed nice. I mean, they probably brought them out and then by like the sixth take, they were probably soggy and gross. Yeah. So by the end, they were probably glad that they didn't have to eat yes. them. Especially with all that ketchup that she was pouring on it. So, Jock, I, I know we've heard that this song has also been marked with a little bit of controversy. Yeah, well, if you keep up with the gossipy side of the Korean news, you would have seen that there's been speculation that some of the members have had some plastic surgery, namely Noon, who has... I think she's done something to her nose a little bit. She doesn't look that different, but you can see a bit of a change. And then there's also Namju, who has completely changed her nose. I mean, she looks like a different person. And this video, I guess it's it's a whole new concept for them, but some of them, you know, I, I guess are showing off new faces. And it's, <laughs> it's especially striking with Namju in particular because if you look at her old face, her old face had a really cute kind of look to it. Like you actually couldn't imagine the old Namju yeah. doing a sexy, mature concept. And she looks so different, but it matches this more mature look. 
as well. So I don't know if she changed her nose purposely for the concept or if it was something that she wanted <laughs> that she wanted to do. I don't know, but she does look very different. But it, it does match with the concept, so we'll say yeah, that. You know, I wish there was there wasn't so much taboo around surgery and K-pop. Like, obviously, it happens, right? Yeah. yeah. But can we just acknowledge, like? It was good. <laughs> like it, it was. Well, Nain in particular, she looks incredible. Like if you've seen the live performances, uh-huh. she just looks so amazing. Like I really think that she's kind of gone from she's always had a cute look, and now she kind of looks more like a like a top actress or something. She has that elegant kind of look that you would see from maybe you know like a, a big mm-hmm. Chinese actress yeah. or something like that. So I don't know. I think she looks stunning. I can't take my <laughs> eyes off her. I mean, they can only be. And I've said this before, like they can only be cute and eggy for so long.、Mm-hmm. Like、mm. as you grow up, your concept has to reflect that. Your face has to reflect. <laughs> like, like you can't be a kid forever, and this has to be a right move for them. You know, surgery and concept. Yeah, look, as long as they're happy. Yeah, yeah. So K-pop is also often known for its concept changes. But looking back, you know, on the years and other girl groups. There have been a number of other concept changes. So what comes to my mind is Gugudan, who started off very aggro and then did something a little less aggro, a little more assertive. We definitely saw CLC being hyper aggro, and then all of a sudden we have Hobgoblin, which、oh, is like yeah, edgy,、oh、yeah, edgy AF. But the one that also stands out really strongly in my mind was Brown Eyed Girls, who. Was also going for、mm. a slightly playful, cutesy concept, and then they go hyper sexy, like you know, leather <laughs> abracadabra. So that that was a very sharp, you know, one hundred degree change. Were there any other notable changes in K-pop history? And were they good moves? Like, has this worked well before? Yeah, well, you know, I'm a girl group super fan, so I love a, a drastic concept change. The ones that I can remember the best are probably Secret. They went from doing Magic and Madonna, which had、yeah. kind of like a, a sort of Beyonce kind of vibe, to doing Shy Boy and Starlight Moonlight. Those two songs were about as cute as you can get, and that really took Secret to the next level. I mean, during that period of Starlight Moonlight, they were definitely one of the top girl groups. Also, Girls Day. So Girls Day went from their cute concept, and then they、yeah. did Expectation, and that、yeah. completely blew up. That was huge, and that really、mm-hmm. like put them on the map because they had you know been struggling, and they went to become a top girl group. And Stella as well. Like Stella did some cute and quirky concepts, and they weren't getting anywhere. And then if you remember. When they came out with Marionette, I mean, I, everyone was talking、so、about that. It's so funny because, like, I don't even remember anything before Marionette. Like, I thought that was their their debut because I remember that blowing up. <laughs>、uh, maybe not for the best of reasons, but I do remember <laughs> that one blowing up and thinking, like, oh, this is an interesting new group. Yeah, it actually, wasn't their first new song. Well, you know, they had a few concepts because they came out around the time that like Twenty One and Four Minute were really big. So they kind of came out with like a Twenty One knockoff concept, and it just didn't work. Really auto tuned. They tried to do like a cute schoolgirl concept that didn't work, and then finally, when they did the sexy thing, that's when it took off. So concept changes have worked for a lot of groups. Although one difference that we see with the A Pink concept is that they've been consistently successful yeah,、right. for you know seven years doing the cute concept. Whereas these other groups, it was like they weren't doing well, so then they completely just changed their sound and image to get their career off the ground. So、mm. it's it's quite different. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, what is prompting this change? Like, we've seen. Them slightly deviate, like still cute, right? I'm, I'm looking specifically at five. Like five was still cute, but not in the same way it was in my mind, where they're more like hyper innocent, like hyper girl next door. You know, it's just a little more growing up, and 
this is a very strong deviation from that. Um, do we know what's prompting this from A-Pink? Like, it, you know, if, if it ain't broke, like, why fix it, right? What could be their strategy here? I think they've just realized with all the cute groups that are out now, because, I mean, we've known since the, the sexy concept wrapped up a few years ago, and since then, it's really just been all cute groups across the board. And yeah. A-Pink are, I mean, obviously, they're not old, but they're on the older side compared to these new groups that are coming out with, like, you know, girls that are fresh out of high school or probably still mm-hmm. in school doing these super innocent concepts Uh and you know they've been in the game this long that I think they just felt like look we really need to get out there and switch it up because we can't really compete with Twice and and these other more innocent girl groups that's a good good example yeah because like I said before you know this is their seventh year and not a lot of girl groups from their era have lasted long enough to make this transition from you know doing mostly girly to a more mature concept Mm. as they get older as they move on you know and evolve musically yeah and i should point out that this is so far is a huge success for them i actually to be honest and i'm a longtime fan i didn't really think that this would do that well um because i had seen them kind of like with only one i felt they tried to go a little bit more mature and it didn't do as well but this song is like number three on melon behind uh oh. twice and blackpink oh, wow. and this is after what about a week and a half that it's been out it's you know it's crossed 15 million views on youtube it started picking up first place wins on on music shows so this is definitely a hit so this has paid off along with the concept what do you guys think of the choreography the dancing of uh, a pink song you know i'm a big fan of choreography in general it's one of the things that i like the most about k-pop and i was mm-hmm. a little disappointed with uh the dance for this i mean there's certainly nothing wrong with it there's just no memorable right. kind of point dance and i feel like when you're coming out with this 180 degree concept and musical sort of change that you should have a really memorable point dance to go along with it so it's like if you if you think of girls day doing expectation they had the suspenders or Mm -hmm. you think of brown yeah you think of brown eyed girls they have the hip move it's like a pink this is just sort of like normal choreography so i really wish that they had found some way to like work a memorable kind of point dance into this for sure right like it it I, I make fun of this a lot, but for a lot of girl groups, when they do cute, like the choreography tends to be really easy. Like yeah. it's something that like I could do. Like, and I'm not you know that good of like a <laughs> of a K-pop dancer, but like that's something I could get into. And if they are going to do something different, Jack, to your point, they might as well like present that new angle in the choreo. Whereas what we're seeing could have worked for that same Aegyo cute concept in terms of what it looks like dance-wise. Yeah. I mean, one reason maybe that they couldn't get a point dance in there is like, so if you think of like a sexy choreography, it'll have something quite blatant, like, you know, rubbing themselves or squatting down, spreading their legs, something like that. And then if you think of the cute concepts, they'll be like a shy, 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 yeah. you know, egg yo kind of move. But they're more in, they're not overtly sexy. It's almost, it's no. sort of like an elegant girl crush kind of thing. So maybe it's a bit harder to get mm-hmm. a signature move that. into that concept. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like, what does that manifest like in terms of dance choreography? That is really tricky. Yeah. I will say that just watching the choreography of this dance, like, it's <laughs> become essential that they have long hair. Like, yeah. if you're doing a dance cover this song, you're not doing it unless you have long hair. Because yep. I was just watching them do a lot of hair flips as they're dancing to it. <laughs> well, that's like Namju's big moment. Like, she comes in with the pre-chorus and she's flipping her hair around. It just looks amazing. 
All right. Well, speaking of the pre-chorus, what did we think of the audio, the song itself? Well, this song is labeled as a minor tropical house dance track, maybe in like a specifically an F sharp minor key. I'm not really sure. <laughs> this is the point where I wish Raji was here on this episode to, to tell me when I'm wrong with these kinds of things. But firstly, I love the English intro to the song. Like, personally, my, my favorite member is Naon. Like, she's my favorite member. She's yes. so beautiful and gorgeous. So yep. when she's looking at you and she's speaking in English, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, one thing that I love about this song is that the verses are like two kind of half sentences. It's Naon and Chirong. Oh, yeah. And they say, I don't know what they're, I'm not sure what they're saying in Korean, but it's it's like a repetitive, it's it's a couple of words really. And that, that's the, all the verses are. And then it goes into a much larger pre-chorus and it goes into the main chorus. So I think that is a really interesting kind of something they've done with the production. Admittedly, I feel like the chorus itself was a bit lacking. I, I don't know. It felt like it was just kind of like, okay, here's the chord progression. Let's just kind of play it out. You know, like it, it wasn't trying to do anything interesting in the chorus. And that's where you expect to have that hook. What was it, that word that they say over and over? Is it no, 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 ha, 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 what was A bye, bye, bye. Uh, oh, bye, bye, bye. Yes. Yeah. I, it wasn't catchy. Like, obviously, I'm struggling to even remember what it was. So that, I felt, was lacking. However, the pre-chorus was there. And I, that's where it had, like, those moments where it was like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is something different. <laughs> And agree, Michaela, like from the beginning with those English lyrics, it captivates you. Like from the very first, like, you know, phrase, it's there. Yeah, I mean, I find the whole thing really captivating. I mean, I love the chorus as well. And I feel like Jung Yoon-ji, her voice, you really know that it's her singing when she does the bye bye bye. So it still feels very A Pink. Mm -hmm. And, you know, honestly, when I heard the album sampler before this came out, I actually didn't think that I was going to like it. Oh, really? Yeah, I was ready to stand it. Like, I was like, well, I'm on board whether it's a good <laughs> song or not because it's my girl's A Pink. And, you know, of but course. I, like I said, I was happy with their previous sound. Like, I was happy with them doing the same song over and over. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it to me. And I, <laughs> when I heard the preview, I thought the song was going to be more generic than it was, but... Now that I've heard it, I don't really find it that generic. It feels very kind of like modern disco. It's very glamorous. Um, Definitely. And, you know, the song, the song along with the, the kind of glitzy sequence and the concept, it's very gay. Like, <laughs> it feels like you could see it kind of maybe in like a gay club or something. It's one of those yeah, like, yeah. those glam kind of like K-pop songs the gays will love. And actually, it's funny because I was tweeting about a-Pink when it came out and some people that follow me that aren't into K-pop like these gay guys were like oh I actually like this song so, <laughs> so yeah I love it I think they really turned it out and it's not as, as generic as it could have been for like a dance song I mean it doesn't sound like a you know like a Teddy Forever Young or something like oh, yeah. <laughs> a little oh, yeah. pressure yeah <laughs> it's so funny that you say that I would say like the inverse of exactly what you said so <laughs> I feel like the song was a bit like tried and cliche. Like I was like, oh. okay, another house song. But keep in mind, like I started like learning how to DJ and like all those songs that you'd hear in the gay clubs. Like that was my favorite <laughs> thing to, to mix with. Yeah. Um, so when I listened to this song, I was like, okay, I've heard this a little too many times. It's a very, <laughs> very cliche house song to me on the whole. Yeah. You know, music reviewer Nick of The Bias List, um, so this is another blog, mm -hmm. he said that like it was really similar to um, another Black uh, Eyed Pill song song, 
uh, Chung Ha's Roller Coaster. And when I put oh, those two songs yeah. together, it definitely has that same vibe. Although this one, definitely more of that minor key, you know, F minor, and sounding a bit, you know, darker. Like, yeah. you get that with this song. Well, the big difference is that the Chunga song has a UK garage sound to it in the verses. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah, yeah. where it differentiates where this is more of a sort of a glamorous kind of dance pop vibe. thing is like you hear flares of that k-tropical house just a little bit like you hear some sampling some instrumentals um, that you get in a lot of k-tropical house in this song and i just kind of wish that they slowed down the tempo just a little bit and changed up the percussion just so i can get more of that vibe but that may have been too tropical too summer at this time i don't know yeah all right it's about that time y'all it's time to give our final scores. So for the concept, one being the lowest and five being the highest, how would you rate it? Well, I guess I'll go first. I have to say that this is definitely a five. For wow. Me. Yeah, no, I'm giving it a really high score. While a lot of the, the sort of visuals of the music video itself sort of reminded me of other things, the fact that A-Pink is doing this concept and they're going full out on this very mature, glamorous sort of visuals like they look amazing in the in the music video so that's why i have to give it a five because visually they it's amazing that they're able to pull this off i don't think i've ever heard you give a five before michaela so that's that's a big yeah deal. no this is this is my first five wow. ever, so. <laughs> Well, okay. some of that's probably the shock value because it is such a change it's not just another yeah. concept it's like a complete 180. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. look i'm the a pink stan but i think i'll give it a four just because some of their stage outfits I don't like. Some of them I love, like some of them are really on point. Overall, I think they really look stunning. I think it's really glamorous. It's really memorable. And yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah, sorry guys. So I'll be a little bit more of a bad cop, although <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not critiquing this too harshly. When I saw it, like, I'm like, okay, great. Great, you know, new concept and vibes that I'm getting from A-Pink. You know, it's not bright and white it's dark and black you know it's a very mm-hmm. different for a pink um but it was still in like a box set you know it's still that production value that we'd get from so many other k-pop groups today i actually um, agree with you there and um i was re-watching the video before we recorded and it looked like they're in a parking lot or something and i was yeah. and, it looked, <laughs> and it looked like a set it looked so much like a set and i was just mm-hmm. wishing that maybe they were doing that part like outside or something so i know what you you're saying with this it meets the bar for production value that we come to expect you know in 2018 for k-pop so i give it a three okay so how about the audio Peter, what would you give it? A three. So again, it's a very <laughs> satisfactory song. Like as as you guys heard in my critique of the audio portion, like it's not something new or different. It, it was like, okay, let's grab a little bit of flair from K Tropical House, produce it at one twenty four beats per minute, and we're good to go. Another house track. And that's fine, but it's not as memorable for that reason. For the audio, actually, I'm going to go out. I'm going to give it a five. Wow. I love this song. Like I said, I didn't 
really expect to like it as much as I have. I knew I would like it, but I didn't know that I would love it. And since it came out, it's just been on repeat. And that's kind of just how I judge songs now. Like, they'll come out and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, how long am I going to keep playing this? And I'm listening to it every day. Um, And I just want to say as well that, you know, I'm a longtime Tiara fan and I really think this would have been a great Tiara song. I tweeted about this because Tiara were kind of the queens of having that kind of commercial mainstream sort of dance sound like this. And this it has a little bit of a retro to it because it does have a bit of a disco vibe. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really think, like, I think if Tiara had come out with this song, this would have been, like, maybe even better just because Tiara are, like, my number one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I would have given it a six out of five under Tiara. But, yeah, absolutely (laughs) love this song. So good. Okay. Well... Peter, I think I have to agree with you. I only gave this song a three. Yeah. Well, I love the song. Don't get me wrong. I love the song. It's it's definitely in my rotation for this week of like my playlist of songs I've just been playing over and over again. But the the song itself, while it's an amazing release from Aim Pink and how significant it is for their career and how they plan to move forward, yeah. but the song alone doesn't really have as much staying power for me as the whole concept itself. Okay. Alright, with that being said, taking into account the concept, the visuals, the dance, the song, the audio, what we thought of the music itself, is this song. Daybuck or not? Mikaela, I'll I'll pass it your way first. What'd you think? I have to say Daybuck. This is my first Daybuck of the year, and I think it's fitting that it goes to A-Pink for this song. Hell yes, Daybuck times a million. (laughs) They slayed. Um, Everything they they do is Daybuck, and this is just another one. There we go. And it's definitely Daybuck. Woo! (laughs) Love it. Triple crown. Another reason that they may have changed their concept is that uh, they actually renewed their their contracts last year after five. So I'm guessing that maybe they've extended for a few more years and their agency thought, look, this is maybe the start of a bit of a new era now. So Mm -hmm. let's just try something new and see how it goes. Because I don't know how much longer they could have continued doing the cute thing. I mean, they would have appealed... They would have appealed always to their core fan base. I mean, like me, for example, mm. if they just kept doing <laughs> the same Shin Sedong Tiger song in like schoolgirl outfits for the next like 15 years, I would have been happy. But I think, <laughs> I think in terms of staying like relevant with the general public and, and, you know, being a talked about relevant group, they really did need to yeah. switch it up. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, given this new direction, what could be next for their career? I mean, are we going to see another similar, darker, you know, I, I dare I say, like, melancholy vibe um, from A-Pink uh, for their next comeback? Or, or what would you advise, Jack, in, in your professional opinion? Uh, <laughs> I would say definitely. Um, and I don't think that they should wait too long for their comeback because there's been some times when they've maybe done, like, one comeback a year and then they've gone off, you know, sort of worked in Japan and done solo activities. Um I think they should keep up the momentum as long as they have a really good song because, you know, it only takes, like, one flop to just ruin your momentum. And I think that, as well, A-Pink actually quite controversial with, you know, their plastic surgeries and, and everything like that. And I think that maybe 
there's a lot of people that are wanting to see them fail. So I think as long as they can keep coming out with, with really strong songs and concepts, they should definitely stick to this direction and, and maybe try and make another comeback before the end of the year. Bang, bang, bang. So that's it for A Pink Song, I'm So Sick. Wrapping it up, we had some listener feedback. So be sure to join us for our weekly K-pop Twitter chats on Tuesdays at noon Pacific time using the hashtag K-pop chat led by Supermatic. This week, we discussed how typically Aegyo groups are starting to explore their sexier sides as seen with A-Pink and Twice's comebacks. I've got a tweet from Pied K-Piper. They say, praise that A-Pink finally tried something new. I think with the complete domination of Blackpink and G-Idol, who are both very colorful, edgy, sexy, we'll see a lot more of it and I'm happy about it. I love powerful, sexy women concepts. And listener at a lonely tortoise replied, I wouldn't call Twice's Dance the Night Away a sexy concept, but it's not their typical bright and cute. It's a slightly more sunset concept, maybe, but I love it, and I think A-Pink went in the right direction for them, regardless of the time of year. And in discussing upcoming comebacks, everyone is excited for 365 So Fresh, I mean Triple H, and that was a tweet from our neighbors, our friends, K-pop, pop. I second that. I can't wait for Triple H. I think we're, mm-hmm. we're all waiting for that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that name has been floating through our group chat for the podcast crew, and I think we're, we're all really excited. I was listening to the little snippets of the new MIDI album before the recording, and I'm really excited. Oh, I haven't heard the snippets yet. Are they just doing the same thing that they did last time? Maybe. Honestly, I didn't listen to the full album last time, so (laughs) I'm not quite sure, but I'm definitely excited for this one. Okay, yeah, me too. Okay, so don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Signing off, let our listeners know where they can find you online and who you think had the best concept change in K-pop. So, Jacques, what can you you were first? Uh, You can find me at Arcady blog on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat, even though I don't really use Snapchat. And uh, best concept change of all time is obviously Brown Eye Girls Abracadabra. You can find me at DJ Peter Lowe, and I agree, Abracadabra was the strongest, most notable <laughs> K pop yes. change in K pop, left the biggest culture change for the genre. Well, I'm going to kind of divert a little bit for a newer group. CLC's Hobgoblin, I think, was a really big shift for them as a group as far as, you know, them being a newer group and trying out a new concept, and it really set them up well to do Black Dress after that. Well, a new quote-unquote, because um, it's basically four minutes left over concept. <laughs> <laughs> basically. I mean, Hyanna did produce Hobgoblin, so that's probably why. Yeah. And you can find me at Michaela J K-pop on Twitter. Don't forget to tell us your answer to this week's question by tweeting at us at the K-pop cast. That's it. Thank you guys for your time and thank you, Jock, for joining us for this episode. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun. Yes, thank you, Jesse, for for wearing that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, with uh, with this song, this came out at a time when there's a lot of American uh, female rappers coming out, like uh, Nicki Minaj and Cardi yes, B and, and yes. Iggy Azalea. And I think Down is better. Like, I'm listening to Down and I'm like, 
If Cardi B or Nicki Minaj had put this out as their new single, that would be a, a massive hit. So, yeah, Jesse's really done that. It was produced by Grey, so I think maybe some of these Amer- yes. these sort of American girls should should get in and work I with Grey. I definitely agree with you. I yeah. saw Nicki Minaj's summer video, the one where she's a mermaid on a beach, and honestly, when I watch it, I watch it with the volume off and I play down. In the <laughs> oh my god, I need to do that after this. <laughs>